Turn with me into John chapter 1, please. John chapter 1, verse 14. Talking about joy. My favorite thing in the Bible to speak on is joy. It's not just an emotion. It's a... Uh, it's not just an emotion, it's actually a spiritual force. Uh, so just say that so we can grasp that it's a spiritual force. And we know it's a spiritual force because it's in the fruit of the Spirit. And you can look that up in Galatians 5, starting in verse 22. It Actually, it's, it's listed uh, second there. Um, so it's not just, it's not just a, a feel-good emotion. And we'll, we'll cover that and we'll, we'll get you convinced of that through the Bible and, and God's Word. So... Um, you know, back when God told us to have dominion over the earth, um, in, in over the, the, the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and everything, he gave us this instruction manual called the Holy Bible Amen. On, on how to have dominion uh, over the earth that he's given us. It was a gift. And then he sent his son Jesus to grace the earth. For 33 years, so we'd know how to walk, we'd know how to talk, we'd know how to, uh, to convene with people, we'd know how to worship God, we'd know how to treat people, uh, and we know how to lay hands on the sick, uh, and, and to be givers. Uh, and that's basically what Christmas is all about. And you can find a lot of those attributes that Jesus talks about in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5 and 7. It's, 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 it's a nice nugget there. Um, so for all of you who do have children or have friends that have children, we have plenty of toys. So after service, see Carol or uh, Mandy Schulte and, and back here in the room, we want to give toys to anybody that needs toys. And if we run out, we'll get more. We want to make sure everybody's got it. Uh, it's very, very important to me, very important to the Lord that we're givers and we're, uh, we're that city on the hill. Amen. Amen. And, and don't forget about our play on the 15th. Uh, Take a bulletin home. I'm not going to go through it. There's just it's a it's a gaggle of Christmas festivities, and I'll just kind of leave it at that. Um, so go with me into John 1:14, and we'll we'll talk about it. I'm gonna uh, chunk this out for you, and uh, and and talk about a lot of cool stuff today. So hopefully you'll be blessed by it. Uh, the last service surely was, and 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 thank God as I look upon the stage. How beautiful it is, and I think it's, I think it's a very, uh, thank you, Randy the Barber, for designing that. <laughs> Tell it, he needs to sit down. His, it's actually his wife, Elizabeth, who designed it, so praise God for you. No guy's going to design this. I mean, it, it would look like the peanuts, the, you know, the Linus with the little tree and all that. Amen? Okay, let's move. All right, let's just read this, and then I'll put everything in perspective for you. So here we go. Uh, it says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, glory as of only the Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. So... Uh, Christmas story here, God sent himself and poured himself, I told you last week, into flesh and bones and all that, and he was born uh, in, in, a, in a stable, actually in a cave is where the manger actually was, was in a 
cave I know we depict it as a manger because it's, it's cute that way but there was nothing cute about being born in a cave but I believe he picked that place so he could show everybody his majesty through his power amen and power and not pomp power and uh, not pomp um, so this joy we're talking about today uh, is important that you you uh, recognize it and it, it'll be what shores up your faith when you have joy your faith can grow but you know people can still have faith and not have joy just because they they have never uh, entertained it they've never never been around people that are joyful as a matter of fact you can be saved and have family members uh, not your families, but other families, I mean, that can try to steal your joy because they've always had erratic behavior, and erratic behavior creates hysteria. And every, everything spins around them, everything, everything's loud, and everything's chaotic, and everything. And that's exactly what the devil wants, is try to steal the joy so the faith will dwindle. And without faith, it's hard to please God, or impossible to please God. And that's a strong, Nolte, that's a strong verse that Hebrews eleven six. He said, it's impossible to please God without faith. Amen. So take away joy where, the, where, the, where faith is sitting on, and you got yourself a, a real doozy, amen? amen? I never really knew what a doozy was, but it sounded good, so I put it in there. <laughs> My mom always said I was one. I was like, well, it must be good. <laughs> amen. Uh, let's go back to let's just let's just do John one one and we'll read down to it and we'll 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 pray a little bit and get things in order. In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God and in the beginning with God, all things were made through Him and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life and the and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness is not uh, the darkness has not overcome it. Aren't you glad about that? That darkness can't overcome the light. Regardless, even if you got down, if you just even got a flicker, it's enough to illuminate a dark place. That's that's the that's a true joy of of Christ and, and Christmas is is having light and, and excitement and joy and all those things. Um there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He became a witness to, to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him that he was not the light but came to bear witness about the light. So when people see the light in you, go, it's not me that's shining. It's Jesus shining through me because he lives in me. I'm going to keep going. The true light which gives light to everyone has, is coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world has made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and, and, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, all who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor the will of, of the flesh, uh, nor the will of man, but of God. Turn with me into John 15, 11. And we'll we'll complete this and get and get prayed up. Um, and this, you know, I told the church last service that this was my favorite 
chapter in John, and, and I corrected myself, you know, then you got John 15 and a lot of other ones. I always say it's my favorite, and then I'm like, well, I probably shouldn't say that, but it sounds good, so I'll keep up with it. It says, uh, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Whole chapter, red letter. That means you need to read, this is, this, Tina, this is very important. You read this so you know how to stay in joy and that the joy of the Lord may be complete and fill you and be full of. I know there's a lot of people that are full of a lot of things. But I didn't say that. I just was, I mean, Lori, I mean, Amen. So I was just I was, I was thinking about that, and Jamie Allman, when I was on the show on Friday, he asked me a question. What about all these crazy preachers out here that are, la, la, you know, doing all this kind of crazy stuff? And, well, you know, and all this kind of stuff. I said, Jesus warned us about those guys. He said they would be sheep, uh, there would be wolves in sheep's clothing. And they're out there to deceive not only Christians, but the whole world. And we know they're flying their flags out there and all that. I'm not going to get into all that and spoil my Christmas over it, but they're not hauling water for the Lord. They're hauling water for the devil. Amen. So the, and yeah, amen. In order, in, order for my, in, in order for my joy to be full and complete and all that, I just I kind of pulled that out there. If you was to read this chapter, the way the joy stays in you and, and, and all that is to abide or remain in Christ. And I think, Terry, I think it says it like eight or nine times, abide in me. So when you abide or remain in Christ and you remain in church and remain in the Holy Spirit and you remain in prayer and all those things, when it's time for the joy to well up in you, it'll well up in you. Not because you're good, but because he lives in you and it's time to get the joy going. Amen. There's, hey, there's nothing going on in our world that can bring the joy like God can bring it from inside us. You can, you can get bad news. You can get but watch it. You can get bad news, but there's enough Jesus in you that can well up right in the midst. And everybody's going, "Well, how does he have joy? Why is he even sane right now?" And the only reason me and you are sane at all, and some might debate it with me, but it's the joy of the Lord. Amen. Let's pray, Lord. You tell us in Nehemiah that the. Joy, Lord's our strength, and we can feel it today. We feel a little stronger. We feel a little better. Feel a little zestier, uh, Lord. We just we want it to we want it we want it to spread like something really good. Uh, so, uh, Lord, bless the bless the offering today as the last couple offerings for the year. We we pray that you bless it uh, and let your joy be abundant. Jesus' name, amen. amen. Applaud the Lord, let the basket come by. All right. Um, turn with me in your Bibles. We're getting, ready, we're getting ready to do a spiritual exercise here in a second. You'll enjoy it. Go to 1 John chapter 4, verse 9. I'm going to show you a couple pictures here real quick. So if you haven't exercised or done your squats today or anything, we'll, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna handle all that today. Uh, you know, when I was talking about spreading joy and, and all that, I always equate everything to, to food. And I'm thinking about that. Tracy Dennis gave me a, a pan of, is it a pan or a, it's a pan of uh, banana bread. And I got home and I tore the cover off of that thing like, 
Pavlov's dog. And I was like, what can I smear on this thing? You know, that, that's actually, what, if you guys don't know, it, it's a holy word. Smear is actually anointing. That's what anointing means. You look it up, you Bible study teachers. So it's holy when you smear peanut butter on your banana bread. And then I baptize it with honey. Bill likes that. Nice cup. I know you like that. Um, let's do this. Let's get our first picture up here. Here we go. Well, stand up if it brings you joy. Stay up there for a minute so everybody can look at you. All right, go ahead and sit down. I'm going to talk a little bit. So <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. So let's set it up this way. Me and my wife have been plowing snow for since the 90s. And when I see this, when I was plowing, um, I consider it pain. <laughs> but since I hadn't plowed in whatever, three years or whatever, I watch the snow come down and I'm in the bunkhouse. It's joy. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So just, just watch how this goes. It's, it's some pretty cool stuff. All right, next, next slide. Look up here. If that happens, you need to repent. Next slide. That is, yeah. We need a surgeon when that happens. When you get, look at me, when you get your coffee just right, I mean, it's just right, and you got it, and you paid for it, and you're going in your, so my wife gets her car back, so we told you about our crash up stuff, and she finally gets her car back. Everybody likes her, does everybody like their own car? I mean, you guys act like it's a, like, oh, don't touch it. The, the coffee sits here, the phone's here, and the, fragrant things here and the seats just right and the, you know whatever over here this is you walking to your car thinking all that stuff and then the coffee falling out on the floor some of you guys would get mad enough after you went to Starbucks and paid eight bucks you'll go back in <laughs> just just because you're wired that way next So, if it's grandma's, are you guys ornament people? I mean, you're like, do you guys have the, the holy grail of ornaments that's been passed down through 19 generations that no one can touch? It's got, you got to hire people to come in when it, it, it like when it gets onto the tree, you're like, oh. <laughs> if, if you're getting it to the tree and then it breaks, Next. 
Stand up if that brings you joy. Okay, let's sit down. We'll talk about this for a second. So you're like me, regardless. You're like me. It doesn't matter whose house, if you got new carpet, new tile, new high chair. Do they still use high chairs for little people? Okay. It don't matter how messy the mess is. Because you have so much joy that you're celebrating the first birth of that child. Can I get a witness? And when, and when you get to be a grandparent, it only gets worse. There ain't anything. So when we look through those pictures, we kind of see that the worldly type of joy kind of comes and goes, doesn't it? You're joy-filled if you're inside and your wood-cooked stove is going when it's snowing. But for the plow guy, he's going, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Or you had the coffee, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's going to be the best day in the world. I'm early to church. <laughs> that can bring you joy. I tell you, hey, it's like a challenge for some people to get to church. You're like, we got to be at 10 o'clock service. We're leaving at 830. Amen. Amen. And, and then you got the coffee and the kid, and all of a sudden you drop it and you go, you know what? And that can spoil your whole, whole day. Well, that can't be joy. That ain't joy. That's just you're, you're feeling good because something good has happened to you. Those are happenstances. Amen. The joy that I'm going to talk about today in the Bible isn't fleeting because of, on the contrary, it's just the opposite. Joy shows up regardless of what's going on with the situation. And it, obviously it started in the cave 2,000 years ago with Jesus, you know, and all this kind of thing. That's, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. And this spiritual force is something actually that the devil hates. i got to be honest with you. So I, I got to tell you this. So we're, we're real tree people, and, we're, uh, and we are. We're like you. We're recovering from fake tree-itis, but... Uh, so I wanted to cut one from the farm. You know, my wife's going, you know what? I don't want a cedar tree. I want a real Christmas tree. I want, I want a Douglas fir. So we're going to Menards. You ever go to like, anybody ever been to Menards before? They set the food out when you walk right through there. It's, there's food in Menards. And it's actually my kind. Oh, yeah. Uh, so anyway, so so we're going back to the Christmas and just to get the Christmas tree. But you know, when you're going to get the Christmas tree, it's going to be far more than a Christmas tree, especially with me because you're walking past the food aisle and now they got a refrigerator case and everything. And I go past and I look and I go, they got eggnog. Boy, howdy. So I get a quart of eggnog. And uh, we're shopping, and she's looking at ornaments and all this. I said, you need to bring your girlfriends here to do that. I said, I'm going to go get the tree. But uh, along the way, I, I slurped down the, I drank the quart all in one lick right there. Just, oh, I got redneck with it. I, I tilted that thing up like, and I was like, you know what? I slammed that. I better grab one for the house, too. 
Joy, joy in a carton. <laughs> but I tell you, my last Christmas, I asked her when she was going to Schnooks. I said, "When you go there, give me a give me a a, a quart of uh, eggnog." And she and she called me on the phone. She goes, "All right, I'm bringing your eggnog home." She goes, "But I hope you drink it slow. It is so expensive. It's like twelve dollars." She brings it home, and I look at it, and it's like a quart of whiskey that's got eggnog in it. <laughs> she's, call, she's calling the calling schnooks, going, hey, man, my husband's a pastor. We need eggnog. She goes, I got whiskey. <laughs> Anyways, that was the deal. So. so we picked up a Douglas fir and made our way home. Amen. <laughs> I want to hear about your life sometime. I'll tell you that. For uh, First John four nine. Let's get into it. Talking about joy. So this is going to be way different than eggnog and the and the you know the coffee and the you know all that. That's all good stuff and it can make you a little happy and the lights do and that should. But it's not the joy I'm talking about today. Joy is, joy is something that's not fleeting. It's something that's inside of us that actually gives us energy. I, I got a little spring in my step when I, you know, when I leave church around Christmas. I'm just I'm excited about it. I'm happy about it. I love Christmas and I love I love everything about it. So uh, if I'm a little giddy, uh, that's it's just because God lives in me. Uh, let's. It says in this the love of God was ma- was made manifest. So here we go with this, you know, God, uh, God living among us. So this, this manifested in the cave a couple thousand years ago, and he lived among us. I already told you that God sent his only son into the world. Now, there's going to be all kinds of false prophets out here. There's going to be all kinds of people that telling you that, you know, the, in, in, and there's always going to be tried, somebody trying to put a negative spin on Christmas. They're going to try to do that. And they're going, oh, you go to a church that lights a tree? Well, that's not really, that's not really the meaning of Christmas. I was like, oh, duh. But we light the tree and put out all the pomp because we're celebrating the birth of a risen Savior that has saved my soul. I don't worship the tree any more than you do. Tell your, na- tell your neighbors to get over it, okay? Amen. It, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. We're just, we're just lighting it up for, for God. Amen? I, I, I like it lit up. I, li- I like it lit up. I like, to, I like to go over the top with it, don't you? I like to be a giver. I like to be a giver of joy. I want you guys to, I want you guys to like church when you come into it. I want you to know we're excited about Jesus at this church. Can I keep going? Uh, I'm about to. It said, God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. We might live through him. So when I'm walking around and you're walking around and you're giddy and you're this, that, and you're going to the play and helping with the play and watching kids and doing breakfast at Bethlehem and all this kind of stuff, we're doing it because he lives inside of us. It's not us. It's him in us, living through us, and he's manifesting himself through us through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So there's something special. 
about the joy and the love of Jesus living inside us. Would you agree? Um, so I want to take you to something real quick here. Romans 5.8. So this is, this is something that... This is something that I wanted to share, and there's a story that goes with it. It said, but God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So I think about this, and you think back a couple thousand years ago, and all the stuff that was going on back then is probably some of the stuff that's going on now. And the culture was different, obviously, and all these kind of things. But God didn't wait God didn't wait for that place to straighten up before he sent his son, Jesus. He sent him at the right time when the people were right in the middle of a mess, just kind of like that baby with that cake. Uh, he showed up and brought joy, and he brought hope, and he brought peace, and he brought love to those who were dying in their sin. Amen? Amen. So I was at a, I was at a funeral uh, the other day, my friend, uh, Jimbo Smith, and we were there at the funeral, and Pastor Keith from Lighthouse did the, did the service, and he's, he's a wonderful guy, and I love him. I've known him for a long time. And, uh, and they were talking about all the, all the service that my friend Jimbo has done to this community, and, and he, was, he, was, he was actually saved in this church uh, back in 1960. Seven, I think, when it was up on uh, West Page. Um, and then he was there serving, and, and um, the, Pastor Keith asked, he says, I want you to raise your hand if Jimbo has done plumbing work at your house and did it for free. Everyone in the whole uh, funeral almost raised their hand. And that's how many lives he touched. And, it, and it, was, it, was a wonderful, it was a wonderful word picture of how God works through each of us. The joy of the Lord's not only our strength, the joy of the Lord can also be a legacy. It can be a legacy. So then I'm looking at all his children and his grandchildren and his great-grandchildren. I went through and I talked to some of the children and the grandchildren. I said, if you can be anything at all like your grandpa, you're going to be living a legacy. And, and that all starts uh, from, from the love and the joy of Christ. So when I was going through the line, I, I got up to Pastor Keith and I was talking to him. He said, you know something? He said, why I hammered home that idea about the gift of salvation and the gift of Christ. He said, I heard you say it one time in a sermon. So everything you say and everything you do outside of these four walls, somebody is listening. Amen. And, you, and you, you rise up with me. And you could have knocked me over with a feather because, you know, sometimes especially like, People who've been in ministry a long time, you're like, oh, well, they, they, they got their own thing, and they've already listened to this, and they've already heard this. Just because somebody, just because somebody has heard something before, it may, it may not activate until it is said through you, because God's trying to use you to touch your family in the community that we're living in. Right. Amen? Amen? So I'm going to share this with you. So uh, I'm going to ask the, uh, 
the, the praise team of uh, Miss Carol to come up if you would. So he said, I want you to think about this. Lower, lower these lights down so I can deliver this last piece uh, of this puzzle to you. It said, but God showed his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. All right, so we know that he, we know that he uh, you can go ahead and start, Michael. We know that he, he came in the form of a baby, but we often forget about how it happened. He used Mary to get this done. So he used little Mary. Now she had to, she had to agree to the terms. Because God will never impose his will on you. That's not love. Nor will he do it on you. He, he, won't, he won't push you. And he didn't push Mary. She knew that she could carry the Christ child. She just didn't know how it was going to happen. So he said, I'm going to overshadow you and then you're going to become pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. So as God sent that seed or that, let's just call it a ball, just a, 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 a the Holy Spirit seed. And when he delivered outside of time and space, it had to travel through the galaxies. It had to travel through the earth and had to get down to this little woman named Mary. And if we believe that there's good angels and bad angels, you know that those bad angels didn't want that they didn't want that seed to come to Mary. So you know there was a fight in the heavenlies. There was war going on. Because the devil and his minions go, "Hey, you know what? If that seed gets to this young lady, she's going to carry the remedy for sin over all of mankind. See, we were all destined for hell until she became pregnant with the Christ child. So she pondered these things in her mind. The Bible said she pondered these things the same way you're pondering something that God wants to do in your life. I know you can do it, God, but how are you going to do it? Here's the deal. This Christmas, Rick, you have to give him permission to do it. So that's what my prayer is today, is that you got enough joy in you right now that you're going to go, you know what, man? I'm going to get out there. You, you got to get out there. I mean, I'm talking in, in like super Christmas bill. And you go, you know what, God, I don't know how you're going to do it, but if there's something you're wanting to do in my life, I'm watch, do this with me. I'm on board. Amen. I'm on board. Amen. Well, hold on now. Just keep your hand up there. Keep it up there. And, that, and that, that, that means, all that means right there with your hand up, Gloria, is you're all in. Don't, don't, don't come up here and then back. I go, yeah, yeah, I got to rethink it. Can you imagine if Mary had to rethink it? None of us would be saved. Can you imagine what happens right now if you're denying Christ and, and this, this gift that he's wanting to give you? You're supposed to take that out to a family member, Lisa. 
and you show up in that place and say, yeah, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the herald for God today. This Christmas is going to be the best Christmas we ever had, guys. Amen. And I, I'm going to be there right alongside of you. And I'll just be real honest with you. I, I feel the movement of God in this building right now. I do. And I'll, I'll be straight up honest with you. I've preached this message over 20-something times. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do, and I'm, I'm going to do it with you. If your hand was raised this Christmas, would you, would you meet me down here at this Christmas altar so I can pray for you today? And, and, and if you got joy in your life, Terry, just put your hand on somebody and, and, and let the joy just flow through. And some of you guys do it through baking and service and, and rides and toys and all that kind of thing. Man, we got, with all of this, can you imagine what the community is going to look like when we take all this illumination outside? Amen. Man, that, that's going to be That's going to be powerful. And we're going to pray this together on this prayer. And I want you to be thinking about something right now while we're getting, when we get ready to get praying. You know that there's cars driving by here about every 10 seconds in one direction or another, and they're all looking in here. And they're wondering, they're going, what in the world are them people doing at that church? We're getting, we're getting ready to go on a mission trip when we leave here. We're getting ready to spread the joy of Jesus. We're going to go out these doors and love people that are hard to love. And we're going to do that because we got the, the joy of the Lord as our strength. Will we pray together, please? So, Father, this Christmas, the devil can't keep us down. The devil can't dictate our joy either. Circumstances don't dictate our joy. People don't. Only you, God, in the power of your Holy Spirit can regulate the amount of joy that we got. And you told us in John 15 you want it to be full and you want it to be complete. So my prayer today is, is that we abide in you and you remain in us this Christmas. So we can be the city on a hill. And we leave here, Lord God, we got a little spring in our step, a song in our heart, and praise on our lips. And send us forth to tell them the great news that Jesus is born. And we give you the glory in thy name. Amen.